listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here on Tuesday evening, previewing Friday's nine-game NBA main slate. Uh, James, this is the first look podcast. We take our first look at today's slate, uh, the matchups, the players, the price points, find out what position someone's playing today. Uh, <laughs> an exciting adventure for us here. Uh, how are you feeling about things so far? And price points. Don't forget that we are always always intrigued by the uh, the varying price points from FanDuel to DraftKings, from one DraftKings slate to the next. It's always a it's always a very fun adventure on this first look podcast. But I'm doing well. Um, fun little seven gamer we had on Tuesday, and looking forward to the to the nine game behemoth we have on Wednesday. Yeah, nine game behemoth with some absolute monster <laughs> yeah. matchups. Uh, kicking it off at 7 o'clock, a game which we don't yet have a total or a spread for, but let me tell you, it's probably over 240. <laughs> uh, Toronto versus Washington uh, is going to kick off the slate. It's going to be maybe the most stacked game of the slate. Uh, Russell Westbrook returning after his back-to-back hiatus. Uh, we have Toronto fully loaded, maybe even a returning OG Ananobi here. Um just a fantastic, fantastic spot. Uh, we have the Pacers against uh, the Nets. The Nets are on a back-to-back here. Uh, we don't know if they'll have Durant. I don't think Durant's been officially ruled. No, no. They, I think they've officially ruled him out. Until, Did they? Okay. I okay. Think I was... Yeah, he can't return until, like, the end of the week. Oh, okay. I knew he was day-to-day, but I wasn't sure if they did that. Okay, so even more so, Pacers, Brooklyn. We love going out against the Nets. They're on a back-to-back. Do we think Kyrie or Harden sit on the second night of a back-to-back? It'll be interesting because they definitely have enough guys to, like, it's not one of these COVID-infected teams where, you know, they're, like, forced to play. We've seen them sit on back-to-back, so it wouldn't surprise me either way. It wouldn't surprise me if they all played. It wouldn't surprise me if if somebody sat either. Yeah, that, that too, uh, wouldn't shock me. We have a rematch of Atlanta and Dallas, the Luka versus Trey Young uh, matchup. Luka went for 60 in this matchup. Uh, a handful of games ago, Trey went for 40 fantasy points. So that's one uh, certainly to pay attention to. Uh, two games in the late night hammer, Milwaukee and Phoenix uh, and OKC and L.A. And we're getting news already that the Thunder, no Shai Gilgis Alexander, uh, no Theo Maldon. They're without George Hill still. So uh, a very depleted Thunder team here going up against a Lakers team that Anthony Davis missed the other night. Uh, once again, questionable to play in this one. So uh, certainly going to be interesting to see how these two late-night hammer matchups uh, play out because you have some absolute studs. Phoenix side, Chris Paul still questionable. We've been getting peak Devin Booker production uh, with Paul out of the lineup of late. Uh, you know, New Orleans, Chicago at 9 o'clock. We know uh, everything going on there with Chicago and their injury history. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty good slate here, a lot of good matchups. Yeah, no, di- sure, no discount on Devin Booker after one slate uh, without Chris Paul, but uh, it's warranted. Which but, is funny know. because there are other guys who we basically get for free right. for a month, um, and they, yeah, they fi- they fix the book price pretty pretty quickly. And Paul George out. Uh, Paul George is going to miss the next handful of games, so um, there's going to be some Clippers value uh, opening up here as well. But let's go ahead, James. 
Let's waste no more time. We'll kick it off here. Uh, I am looking for my tab for FanDuel. Here it is. Uh, Luca 10-9. Trey Young, 10-1. Obviously, we know the matchup for Luki here is fantastic. Going up against Atlanta uh, defense, which is just, you know, crap pretty much. You know, 27-8-14 uh, in that game. I-, I have a lot more interest in playing him than I do uh, Trey Young. Um, I imagine that you're feeling the same way. That feeling is correct. Uh, I would prefer Luca. I do think Trey Young's in play, but in a tournament only, he's been really good, like giving us 50 consistently, but I, I definitely prefer Luca's upside. Um, honestly, I, I find myself gravitating more to like the tier after Trey. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pay Luca. And then I'm going to go to Kyrie, who's been incredible. I'm going to look at LaMelo Ball, who, you know, has been incredible. Yeah. I mean, Ball starting, he's giving us 50 fantasy points. Right. You know, near 50 fantasy points. I think he's giving us 50 in back-to-back on DraftKings. 50 in two of of three. Two of three. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, he's, yeah, he's been, he's been incredible. Um the one price point that James and I are just stunned about is Russell Westbrook. Yep. Uh, on FanDuel, he's $9,700, which feels too cheap in this matchup against Toronto as <laughs> is. But then on DraftKings, Russell Westbrook is priced out at $8,400. Yeah. And I'm dumbfounded. I mean, listen, I understand the last two games, 25 and 28 minutes, those were blowouts. And in the game against Charlotte, where he played 28 minutes, he had 42 fantasy points. I mean, this is a guy that four games ago gave you over 70 fantasy points. It was priced at 9K. Now he's $8,400 in a, a, a game that's going to be tremendously high scoring. Um, you know, when we saw this, just as we jumped on, like right as we were hitting record, James is like, John, Westbrook. Well, what the <laughs> hell? Uh, he's, just, he's just a core play. You got, you got He is going to be the probably the highest owned player on DraftKings. Yeah, he should be. Um, and if he's not the highest, it's, you know, he's up there. So um, the, the only thing you have to worry about is potential blowout, but it's not like the Thun- or the, the Raptors have been any good. Either, they don't play so. defense. Yeah, they don't play any defense. So, You're yeah, I mean, get... just, yeah. Yeah, you just, you just kind of lock and load here and just move on. And that's that's the problem with, like, all the other names we mentioned. Like, yeah, everyone's so like Luca obviously in a great spot, Trey, fifty point upside, and Kyrie's without Kevin Durant. No, it's all good and good and gravy. But like Westbrook in probably the best game environment, as you mentioned earlier, at eighty four hundred is just it's too hard to pass up on. We we're getting fifty plus every single night that Russell Westbrook plays a full complement of minutes in. Every night, yep, full complement of minutes. If he if he gets over thirty minutes, it's like a lock and load 50 fantasy points. So I, I just, like you mentioned, it, dumbfounded at the price. And then you go down and you're like, oh, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. What? Right. I mean, $7,200 on FanDuel yeah. against the Nets on fan, and he's 74 on DraftKings. Like where, why? Why Why is he so cheap? <laughs> point guard is loaded, man. Point guard is loaded. It is. It's, it's, a strong, it's a strong, I mean, John Morant, Against Charlotte, we got a good game on a job the other day. D'Anthony Melton, I think, already ruled out, right? 
Um, yep, he's already ruled out, but the minutes are yeah, what? And, and the I minutes, think, 37 and, minutes. Yeah, 37 minutes. I think that's because Melton was out. I think he got that wrong because they, you know, they only had Tyus. They didn't have the two guards to rotate around. Um, you know, I, I, that's John ran at 7,100 is, is huge. Um, Lonzo Ball, $7,000 against uh, Chicago. Um, I know it's a back to back there, but it's a great matchup. He's 66 on DraftKings. He's been playing really well, seeing a lot of minutes there. Um, you know, you're right. This is a loaded. I mean, Hamu Diallo is is the, the ball handler now in OKC without Maladon and SGA and George Hill. You get Darius Garland, who's playing really, really well still, um, in a good spot here against Denver and, and Jamal Murray defense. Terry Rozier, you know, again playing playing well, uh, priced at six K. Like this whole tier, Dennis Schroeder again. If if fucking I swore there, if uh, Anthony Davis is out, I'm just I I am swearing that because I'm seeing how all of these artists. prices. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with pretty much everyone. I think Schroeder would be kind of a priority for me out of everyone if we got where the Anthony Davis was out. Um, the Lakers have been pretty good with getting news out early too, so hopefully we do get the news early enough. Um, and I think there's like even continuing down. I think Reggie Jackson against Minnesota mm-hmm. is a play with Paul George out. Um, Did you see Ricky Rubio played 33 minutes the other day? Uh, Ricky Rubio played 33 freaking minutes, and he get put up a fast play per minute. So like, yeah, that's that's fine, right? Like, it's that's cool. Kenrich Williams is a point guard now on DraftKings, Sean. Casey. Case you were interested. I mean, they don't have ball handlers, so that doesn't shock me. Um, I mean, the price isn't great, forty seven hundred, but he is a point guard. Um, mm-hmm. Sadoransky, forty four hundred. He's playing in the mid twenties in minutes and and pretty much putting up mid twenties production. So I think he's a play. And then someone we we like briefly touched on, uh, Jalen Noel, John. Mm-hmm. He was a second round draft pick from last year. Um, I I don't really know what to make of this, but he scored double figure actual points in eight straight games. So like, it, like DeAndre Russell again is questionable mm-hmm. after leaving with his ninety third injury of the year. Like, would you? consider noel or is this slate too big because like you know i get it um, but can i think they... it's a little bit too big plus there's another guard that i were so he's shooting guard only so but he started mm. at point guard so okay. i'm just gonna mention him Bryn forbes shooting guard only on both FanDuel and DraftKings. it started in place of drew holiday drew holiday is already ruled out forbes is priced up at forty two hundred dollars on FanDuel and thirty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings. Um, you know, I think this is where you would look to go, you know, especially if, you know, I know it's a pace down spot against Phoenix, but if there's no Chris Paul, I mean, you know, we saw Forbes be a productive player in his time at San Antonio. So if he's going to get this type of run, he's giving you 20 fantasy points and three of the last four games anyways, well, just being a rotational player. And now he's starting. So, um, on DraftKings and FanDuel, it's, it's, you know, it sucks that he's a shooting guard only, but, uh, you know, I think that's probably where the value for me um, would come into play. Yeah, I agree. Because if you want to spend up on a James Harden, 
who's having a monster evening on Tuesday, then you're going to have to play someone like Bryn Forbes, and you could just pair Harden and Forbes um, alongside one another, or, or Beal or Levine right. in a good spot. So, yeah, I agree. Forbes is definitely the chalky uh, pivot, or the chalky play at shooting guard, and uh, probably viable for all formats at that. Definitely. Uh, at the shooting guard position, you know, Bradley Beal's 10-6, and so is James Harden. If I'm picking between the two, I'm playing James Harden over Bradley Beal. Um, even on a back-to-back, you know, I don't think I don't think Harden's in danger of like sitting due to rest. Like I think Harden's there to play. Um, you know, Kyrie seems to be a little bit more of the sensitive one, in my opinion. So we'll <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I, I would definitely rather play Harden on FanDuel than Beal. I don't know if you agree or disagree to that. Um I would rather play Harden, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I we're agreement. 10-6. On FanDuel, you're playing. I think we're playing Harden over Beal. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is the next guy below at 9,300, which, you know, and to me, that seems like an appropriate price. On DraftKings, he's only 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're talking about starting this off with a game stack. You go Van Vliet, you go Russell Westbrook, and like, you know, we're looking at back to back 50 point games out of Fred Van Vliet, fantasy points. And then, of course, on February 2nd against Orlando, he dropped 54 right. actual. Uh, in a game for 77 so like you can have these two guys go for 110 total points just to kick off your slate yeah not too shabby huh wouldn't be uh wouldn't be too bad at all so yeah i agree 8600 is just again too cheap he plays 37 plus minutes every night he stats he stuffs the box score in every category including defensive metrics blocks for a guard (laughs) he is yeah, he's he's an elite player. Um, shout out to all the GMs who didn't draft him, because uh, this one of the bigger misses in the draft. In yeah, shout out to Toronto for actually paying him his money this offseason too. True. Also, shout out. To, well, that's because their GM is like, you know, one of the best in basketball. And you know, if they if they decide to let him go, that would be a critical error. But I digress. Yeah, I'm with you there. Zach Levine gets New Orleans, uh, 9,300 on FanDuel there. Uh, Levine's 9K over on DraftKings. He continues just to, like, churn out yep. 45 to 50 fantasy points on a night-to-night basis. So he's – honestly, it's been a long time since I've ever considered this, but, like, Levine's a cash-viable cash. option. Yes, sir. Yes, he is. He's Absolutely finally is. arrived at a status <laughs> where I am more than willing to play him there. Um, SGA is already ruled out. Paul George already ruled out. You mentioned Devin Booker got a price bump. Did uh, $7,700 over on FanDuel. DraftKings priced up to $8,100. He was 74 over on DraftKings last slate. Last two games for him now, 47 and 54 fantasy points. Uh, assuming Chris Paul is out again, I think we look at Devin Booker, even though it is a tough matchup. You know, going up against Milwaukee here, the fact that they're out without Drew Holiday, I think, makes it uh, an easier play. Yeah, um, yeah, it, that's going to be the, the it's, it hangs in the balance whether Chris Paul plays or not. Because if Chris Paul plays, I'm not probably paying over AK for sure. Kevin Booker. Yep. Um, especially with like Van Vliet, a couple hundred more, and some pretty good options below him as well. Yeah, one of the guys that are below him, uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, finally, uh, he's a shooting guard on FanDuel, which has always been fine. 
The DraftKings, four out of the last two slates, had him as a power forward. Unsure why that was, but he's now shooting guard, small forward eligible. Uh, Edwards is 61 on FanDuel and 62 over on DraftKings. Now, James, I've been touting Edwards for many slates at this point. Every uh, slate. He's in the starting lineup. Whether or not D'Angelo Russell is even active, it doesn't seem to impact him too much. You know, like he's still taking a bunch of shots, really, regardless. And you bring it up all the time. Right. There's never been a shot he doesn't like. Um, but what's been even better lately has just been the peripheral stats, um, giving you almost a block a game, giving you nearly a steal a game over his last seven, averaging 31 fantasy points over those seven game stretch. So that's about five X's price tag. And then the last two games, specifically, 41 and 39 fantasy points against OKC in Dallas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still buying in on Anthony Edwards here. Yeah, it's very hard to ignore that, uh, someone with this high of usage rate and someone who's now coming along peripherally as well. So I'm I'm a, I'm aboard the Anthony Edwards train. Um, probably less likely to play him if Russell plays, but I get why you would anyway. I mean, you're going to get him at like sub 5% ownership right. if, and he's clearly paying off the price tag. So uh, I'm with you there. Uh, a player that I quite literally never have gotten correct this season has been Jeremy Lamb, but it's Brooklyn. <laughs> so it definitely I feel play. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back to the well here and probably get hurt, but 56 and 5,400. I'm with you, John. I, I don't know how to play Jeremy Lamb because every time I do, it's wrong. But it just, the, the debate really ends at it's Brooklyn. They just got lit up by the Pistons. They allowed 122 points to to the freaking Detroit Pistons. So um, Indiana is a much better team than Detroit. So, yeah, fire up your Jeremy Lamb shares in tournaments. Where are you with Lou Williams? Um, I mean, it's nice to see him playing more, right? Yeah, the 29 20... minutes is interesting because he hadn't done that in a while. So And by a while, all year. I mean, he, I guess in Miami he played 28, which was weird as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the spot doesn't get any better. The production's been there. I like Lou Williams. It's it's just you can't play him in cash games. Just play him in tournaments. Um, and it, it sucks because Kennard had been playing a bunch, and then Kennard just played 19 minutes, and he's the value here. Right. So um, you can, I think you can play Kennard or you can play Lou Williams, but you just limit your exposure to tournaments. Can I interest you in some Dante DiVincenzo? Just because Drew Holiday's out, you can. Okay. Because he, he looked pretty damn good against Denver. He did look pretty damn good. And those those blocks and steals on Fandle are awfully enticing. Right. $4,700 against Phoenix for DDV. Uh, you know, I don't... I'm, I'm curious what exactly, if his role changes at all, you know... Playing with Brent, I mean, listen, Brent Forbes isn't a high usage player. You know, does does he then pick up that added, um, you know, offense, or does it just get more concentrated into Giannis, um, Giannis and Middleton? But you know, we, we've kind of always been a little bit intrigued by Divincenzo here. Um, you know, you mentioned just the volume wasn't there, but uh, with Drew Holiday off the floor this year, is averaging exactly a fantasy point per minute, nineteen point four percent usage rate so you know he does get a little bit uh, of a bump there so I'll, I'll, i'm buying into it 
and I think the value now is a good time to strike. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you, and this is finally finally a spot that I'm comfortable paying for uh, Dante DiVincenzito. Uh, more value. Bruce Brown started the second half tonight uh, for the Nets. He's $4,200. We mentioned Brid Former already $4,200. Desmond Bain started yesterday for uh, for uh, Memphis. 26 minutes, only 18 fancy points on FanDuel. But, I mean, he's part of their rotation. If he continues to start, you know, do you have any interest in Bain here? Or is it just sort of not a spot you need to go to? I think you can as like a pivot off Bryn Forbes who like, you know, I don't think we either of us can like confidently say we're like sure Bryn Forbes is going to go out and have a great game. So uh, I definitely think there's some merit to pivoting there. Over at small forward, we have LeBron here. He's 10-7 against Oklahoma. We just saw this matchup here uh, the other night. Went into overtime, 70 fantasy points. There's no, uh, There was no Anthony Davis in that matchup. There's potentially no Anthony Davis again here as he continues to be questionable. I mean, he's been on a roll lately. Three straight gains, 55, 60, and 69 on FanDuel. Is there any way you're not playing LeBron James here? I probably will be playing LeBron James, John. I think that uh, he's a pretty good basketball player. Um, he does re- a lot of really good fundamental. Yeah, of course we're freaking playing LeBron. Next question. Uh, I mean, because there is a lot of talent here at the small forward position on FanDuel. We've mentioned a lot. This is a pretty deep slate in terms of plays. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's at 97 against Minnesota. No Paul George. Great matchup for him. Pascal Siakam getting the Washington matchup, $9,400 over on FanDuel DraftKings. We're seeing Siakam priced up at $8,300. Um, you know, I know we talked about earlier potential returning OG and Obi. Um, this matchup, though, game stacking-wise, just a fantastic spot. $8,300 just seems far too cheap over on DraftKings. I mean, a guy's giving you 53 and 65 in two of the last three games. Um, and he went for 55 against Orlando uh, on the 31st. So, like, he's really on track right now in terms of production. Brandon Ingram gets Chicago. He's been playing out of his mind lately. Chris Middleton is $7,600 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, Middleton is $7,900. He dropped 63 fantasy points against Denver. There's no Drew Holiday. Like, he had 12 assists. Like, he's the point forward. Yeah, I think Middleton is my favorite of the whole position. I know I'm like, excluding LeBron if Anthony Davis doesn't play, but um, it's very hard not. It's like why was Jeremy Grant seven K right on Tuesday? Goes for fifty plus. Why is Chris Middleton not? Why is Chris Middleton seven nine after going for sixty, knowing Drew Holiday's out the next game? It just feels like it's going to be like rinse repeat type of situation we're going to be sitting here on thursday's podcast it's gonna be the same thing so yeah i know it's a tougher matchup against phoenix but you just mentioned he's playing point guard at at the three so uh if this game stays competitive we we could be looking at another 50 55 fancy points out of milton yeah he's, he's he's just far too cheap um gordon hayward only 29 fancy points against houston in 32 minutes i liked him more as a cash game play the other day i probably stick by that again here uh, Malik Beasley, we saw D'Angelo Russell go down in that last game. 30 actual against Dallas, 55 fantasy points. He's been a scoring machine of late. 
at seventy four hundred dollars. You know, again, a good GPP play, I think, here uh, against the Clippers. Um, you know, this mid tier man, it's just it's just loaded at small forward. It's it's pretty crazy. You want to go value? You know, guys like Will Barton uh, there, Miles Bridges, Michael Porter is fifty two hundred. Um, the tomb, Marcus Morris, like Josh Richardson. There's just so much value on the slate at small forward as well. Um, what is Will Barton on Fandle? Because usually he's like way too cheap. Uh, Will Barton's 54. He's not 44 anymore, but still, you know, right there. Yeah, I would definitely take a look at him over uh, Michael Porter. Unfortunately for us, Michael Porter Jr. is just not getting it done. He did get 26 minutes again, though. So, like, he did the get minutes are there. Minutes. The production just hasn't been there yet. Barton's production has been there, though, and that's probably sure. why I would pivot there. So, uh, I think he's definitely in play. Dougie McBuckets in the value tier. Interesting. If Kyrie Josh, sits, maybe Joe Harris. Yeah, Joe, Joe Harris was is really cheap on Fandle. He's too expensive on DK. He's over 6K, so I'm not paying that. Um, Josh Hart has been tremendous. On t- Wednesday, I guess I'd be interested going back to the well there. We know he's a very good rebounder, so um, if his shot falls, there's a lead upside. And then I would play some THT, Talon Horton Tucker, if Anthony Davis were to sit out again. Yeah, I could get behind that. The minutes have been there. Also, did you see Wesley Matthews, by the way? Just throwing one more name out there. 26 minutes in his return, 29 fantasy points. It's not bad. Would you rather play Wesley Matthews or Etwan Moore is thirty eight hundred on Vandal? There are they both thirty eight hundred? Uh Wesley Matthews is a shooting guard at thirty eight hundred dollars as well. So you can play them both, I guess. Moore is a small forward, Matthews is a shooting guard. I, I wouldn't play them both in the same lineup. Please don't whoever heard that. <laughs> um but uh if all the, the Phoenix guys are out, I would play Etwan Moore. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, Etwan Moore was really good the other day. We were in on him, so glad that call came through for everybody. Uh, power forward, um, we have – there we go. Giannis. I figured it was Giannis, but it was slowing down. Giannis is at the top at 10-9. Did not have the best performance against Denver. Uh, a couple slates now where he's been rather subpar, 41 and 47 fantasy points. You can always never really count him out, though. So, uh, you know, throw him in your lineup against Phoenix. That's fine. No problems for me here. You mentioned, though, we have Sabonis against Brooklyn. Yeah. And I think this is where we're going to be looking to hammer the power forward position. Yeah, I think Sabonis is a core play for me um, on this slate. And I know... Like, the price point is kind of falling because the production has fallen the last two games. But, like, he he's coming off, I mean, two bad games. The two games prior, he went for 60 in a blowout loss where he could have gone for 70. And 60 against Memphis. And we knew this was going to happen when they shipped out Oladipo, brought in Levert, and he can't play. It's just the offense runs through Sabonis, and now Brooklyn has literally nobody to stop him. So um, I think most of my lineups, if not all of them, will be starting with DeMontis Sabonis. And, like, just if you're playing on DraftKings, the first two people I plugged into my lineup tonight, John, were Westbrook and Sabonis. 
and I have 5,500 left to build. So I feel really good about that. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I don't, that should be a really common start for people, I think, in terms of roster construction, because, like, how, don't, don't they both just feel too cheap? Like, they just, Sabonis too cheap. Sabonis at 86. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's 93 on FanDuel. He's 86 on DraftKings. He's the same price as Porzingis on DraftKings. On FanDuel, Porzingis is is uh, $600 cheaper. And Zinger's coming off a 60 fantasy point game against Minnesota. And now yeah. gets Atlanta. So, like, yeah, you know, again, there's, there's just so much good play on this slate. Um, it, it's, I, there's going to be a lot of interesting builds, I think. Um, you know, Zion against Chicago. Not having a good game tonight, Zion. Um, but this is a matchup where we could finally get that like 30 point game with the rebounds and the block. I mean, the blocks have been there lately, which is fantastic. You know, you look at the last three of the last four games, not counting tonight, you know, he has a total of eight blocks. So like, this is what we wanted out of Zion. We needed some peripheral stats and we're getting it. assists six, five and five, the last three games for Zion and the assist category. So like he's becoming the more well-rounded player and he gets a great matchup against Chicago to boot. So like, you know, there's some really, really good spots here coming up. Um, you know, if we buy into Chris Boucher, right? He's six yeah. games FanDuel against Washington. Yeah. Right? I, I yeah. He's frustrating as hell, but yeah, I mean, again, here we go with the minutes, right? The roller the the craziest roller coaster in all the land. We're at 27-33-29 after 19, 18, 14, 30, like what is happening in Toronto? What is Nick Nurse doing with these minutes? So I assume everyone's going to be on him. Maybe this is the Chris Boucher fade, or maybe this is like you and 60% of the field are super happy because he goes for 50 fantasy points. I don't know. Right. No, it's possible. But, but the, um, the, matchup is, the matchup is undeniably great. Yeah, the match is fantastic. I mean, you, you again, looking at FanDuel here, uh, we have Serge Ibaka against Minnesota. We know we're going to like that spot. Uh, even though Kyle Kuzma didn't start or play the fourth quarter in overtime, he still had 30 fantasy points in 22 minutes against the Thunder. Maybe he finds his way into the starting lineup. If 80 sits again, we can run that back. Uh, Paul Millsap at home is always a matchup we like, and we saw Cleveland start Jared Allen uh, at power forward the other day, uh, which I think would be a really good matchup for Paul Millsap if that ends up happening again. Um Frank the Tank Kaminsky has been playing a lot of minutes of late. They've been down in their front court. Um, we'll see if that holds up with Phoenix. You've been all over Marcus Morris these last handful of slates, and the minutes have been there for him. So, like, again, a lot of really solid up, you know, uh, strong high price plays, strong mid tier plays, and some good value options. I want to throw um, Darius Basley into the mix. Yep, definitely. Into the fray. Um, he's gone for 40 plus in two of his last three, including 48 against the Lakers. Um, three of four double doubles too. And, you know, there's no SGA. So I think a lot of the offense is going to run through Basley. And if he can make some shots, maybe they'll, they'll stay competitive here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely think, uh, he's in play. And yeah, I mean Millsap and, and Morris are are two of my uh, two value plays that I'm definitely interested. in. I think the Morris thing comes down to like no Paul George. I mean they they get another scoring punch off the bench, and 
and Morris played with George mostly on that second unit. Like George is the guy that checks out early and checks in with the second unit. Mm-hmm. So now that there's no Paul George, I mean, you know, Morris is there's more offense funneling his way. So um, I I'm gonna have a lot of interest in tournaments. It's not a cash game play, but forty five freaking hundred, and we're getting Minnesota. Right. I mean, there's a lot of interesting cheap uh, Clippers on this on this slate for one reason or another. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know why they're so cheap, but I I think the George injury news probably surprised the sites maybe, and they just like couldn't alter their algorithms. I mean, it just ha- it we knew like hours in like before even t- Wednesday slate or Tuesday slate yeah. uh, locked rather so. Definitely, definitely a little interesting. I agree with you. Uh, at center again, you talk about more talent. I mean, Nikola Jokic against Cleveland, you know, 11 1. He's the most expensive player on the slate. I don't think we need to go here because I, again, I like a lot of this mid tier center play. Um, but I mean, he's he's got 80 point upside. The guy can't find me fancy points in a day. So, like, sure, yes, Jokic, perfect. Works. <laughs> so, you know, feel free to go there. Um, Clint Capella had 50 the other day. He had 40 against Dallas. You know, if you want to continue to run that train, that's fine. Dallas is not a good defensive team against the center position. Um, Andre Drummond, flip side, you were you liked him the other day because of the price, and he you know performed really well. Yep. Yeah. Tougher matchup for him, of course, um, going up against Jokic. Um, he's 77. You and I, though, I mean, again, Jonas Valanciunas. No, no, yeah. Randall Clark. He's seventy two hundred, like on Fanduel. He's seventy seven on DraftKings. He had fifty eight fantasy points against Toronto, twenty seven points and twenty boards in thirty three minutes. <laughs> that sounds like two. That sounds like two two games for Valanciunas. Right. He was Normally, yeah. he was You know, Dad Young continues to play super well. You know, thirty four so minutes. I just plugged in Jonas too. So Westbrook, Sabonis, Valanciunas is where my build is going to start. I'm almost like 100% building one lineup tomorrow, and that's how I'm starting it. Westbrook, Sabonis, Valanciunas on, on DraftKings. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Miles I mean, Turner gets Brooklyn at 68. Yeah. that So, like, lesson learned, right? Tonight, you... Look at a look how crappy of a team, and I, I shouldn't say Detroit's that crappy because they have been, they've been scrappy, right? They've been competitive in a lot of these games, um, but they put 122 points up on Brooklyn after losing four straight games and like two of, and they've won like two of their last ten, mm-hmm. two of the last twelve, and they beat. Brooklyn. That's how bad Brooklyn's defense is, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, it, the more exposure, the better. And I'm not saying just make it like blind exposure, but Miles Turner at 6K is some exposure that we that we promote and we, you know, yeah. want you guys to use. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. I mean, he's. He has a ton of blocks, and it's it's Brooklyn. So, like, you know, good, good spot for him there. Um, Avika Zubak lately, playing minutes, being productive, double-doubles, 
in two of the last three, double-digit points in three straight games, 27, 20, and 26 minutes in three of the in two of the last three. You know, if we're getting 26, 27 minutes against Minnesota, Zubak is going to go for 30 to 40 fantasy points, I think. Yep, and that's still plenty of value at 5-1 on DraftKings. So. Yeah, it's 55 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you know, it's just... This is just you know Montrez Harrell had 34 fantasy points. If no AD sat, you can probably run it back with him. No, you could definitely run it back with him. I wish DraftKings would give him power forward eligibility as well, but you know wishful yeah. thinking there. But uh, yeah, I mean the Lakers have with one when when someone's out, like there is so much value. Like Mar- Markeith is still 3K mm-hmm. as well. He's center eligible on, on DraftKings. Harrell's too cheap. Schroeder's too cheap. Kuzma's too cheap. So, like, if Davis is out, you can really play any of those guys. Yep. Um, DeAndre Jordan was someone that we liked tonight against Detroit. Um, you know. He didn't play in the fourth, though, John. Like, that's that's the... Did he not play in the fourth because they have a back-to-back, back. though? I don't know, because we've seen that. And they let Jeff, Jeff Green play the whole fourth. So, like, one old guy doesn't play the fourth and one old guy does. Maybe they, like, yeah. flip that role on Wednesday. But he had five turnovers tonight, so that killed him on FanDuel. But, yeah, it um, killed him on FanDuel. I, I, like, I'm not saying it's a terrible play. I just hate that he just didn't see the floor. Like, he yeah. just checked out. and then Yeah, and nine points and eight rebounds in 23 minutes. So Just, just like, why? Like, yeah. what, what's the reason that you're not? I don't know. No answers. No what do answers. We, know? we don't. What do we? What do we know? We don't know anything. I don't know anything. I, I know zero. I do know that that is the end of today's podcast. <laughs> do you have any final thoughts on uh, this first look of uh, of Tuesday slate? Wednesday no, but slate? I have the Wednesday slate. I have the most syllables ever for three players currently: Russell Westbrook. And not syllables, just like letters. Russell Westbrook, DeMontis Sabonis, and Jonas Valanciunas. So many letters it's in true. three names. It's true. Put me in the Guinness Book of World Records tomorrow. I'm going for the long, the most letters well, in a draft. If you games. would just throw Giannis in your lineup, you'd probably have it. But... Well, I'm not going to be able to afford literally anybody if I do that. So. Yeah, well, we're just starting up there. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, we'll have a full day of slate content for you there. Uh, obviously, playbook, fast break. Starting five, value vault. You're listening to the podcast now. Live stream will be there at 5:30, taking you right up to the roster lock at seven o'clock. Uh, of course, we'll be in subscriber chat all day answering your questions. You know how to get us on Twitter uh, at jampama777 at the underscore real underscore grande. Uh, hit us up. Let us know if you guys have any questions, and we'll be there for you. For now, we'll catch you guys later.